So, okay. So we've got a girl here who is, um, also been at wildfire for a very long time. Um, once upon a time, she was pretty quiet. We didn't, we didn't hear much from her, but it was great to have her around. And, um, back in our old room, there was a lot of, there was a lot of hiding places there. The one cool thing about being in the living room is everyone is right there. <laughs> it's actually caused a couple kids not to come anymore because they like to hide, you know. Um, but but um, uh, I'm not going to say hiding, but but you know she was she would be back back uh, there where we didn't get much time to really see her awesome face much. But over the years, she has um, there's been a boldness come on her. And there is a depth that we've discovered in this girl like no other. I, I, I mean, just a depth, a depth of richness in God, in creativity, um, in her thoughts. She is a thought. See, I'm not even having any of my, my own. Oh, well. She has deep thoughts, and she can she can make poetry out of them, um, and it's amazing poetry. It's complex. I had to read it over and over again. Uh, but she shared with us in, at Wildfire this year, and it was mind blowing. I mean, the whole group was in, intensely blessed, and so was she, I think. And um, and it's a bold step for her to come up here and share with you. But let's call up Sarah Jean Thompson. is weird. <laughs> so I'm not super good with introductions, so I think I'm just going to start talking. A couple weeks ago, I started thinking about um, emotional disconnection and how it interacts with relationships. And I think everyone kind of has an idea of what I mean by emotional disconnection, but for those who don't, I'm going to briefly explain it, or at least how I visualize it. I've always kind of seen it like there's a wire connecting your head to your heart. And when something super emotionally intense happens where you can't really process it, the wire gets cut. And emotional disconnection is something that I've dealt with for a very long time. And I've only just recently kind of started making the steps to connection. Again, it's kind of cool. So as I was thinking about emotional disconnection. I'm sorry, I'm going to jump around a little bit because that's how my mind works, but I promise everything connects. <laughs> I promise. So connection and disconnection is a big, it's a key thing that Danny Silk was talking about in his book, um, Keeping Your Love On. Um, thank you for Misha for letting me borrow that. And um, he talks mostly about how the key to a healthy, strong relationship is connection with the other person, any kind of relationship, any kind of like close relationship. Um, and then he goes on to talk about how to maintain that connection once it's established. And as I was thinking about emotional disconnection and how it interacts with relationships, 
a question popped into my mind of how do I or any how does anybody expect to have connection with another person if they themselves are not emotionally connected? I thought about it. I'm like, that's a very interesting question. So I decided to explore it a little bit in my mind. And the first thing I did was, okay, well, what's the difference between connection and disconnection? For me, personally, disconnection looked a lot like being numb and having absolutely no idea what was going on in my mind or what I was feeling. I didn't feel anything. And when I was feeling something, it was usually anger. And, you know, as a my personality type is very much like I don't have a lot of ups and downs in my mood. So I know a lot of that is just kind of who I am, which is fine. But, um, and along with all this not feeling going on, I also didn't know what I would need from a relationship. And how I am now, even after the, the few steps I've taken in the whole connection thing, is... I not only realize that in relationships you do have needs, but that it's perfectly okay to have needs. And that's something I struggled with for a very long time because I grew up hearing everywhere and all the time that love is sacrifice and put other people's needs before your own and selflessness and don't be selfish and, you know, stuff like that. So I ended up basically thinking, well, you know, I don't know what my needs are, and I'm not supposed to have needs anyway, because I'm supposed to be taking care of everybody else. So I never paid any attention to the whole needs thing, and then when needs would get brought up, I would feel like people who sit there and like, well, I need this, this, and this, and I'm like, well, you're being selfish, because I don't have needs, so why should you? (laughs) but see and then I'm sitting there and I'll like try and meet everybody's needs all the time because I take care of people it's kind of who I am which is fine to an extent but as I was thinking about needs I realized that needs and boundaries happen to be very very closely tied which was also kind of frustrating for me because I try to avoid the topic of boundaries as much as humanly possible. Mostly because, I mean, part of me knows I don't understand boundaries at all, and part of me thought I was really, really good at them. Because for a very long time, for me, boundaries and walls were the same thing. Walls was just a stronger version of boundaries. They both, in my mind, meant I can't reach you and you can't reach me because I'm supposed to keep myself safe. So whenever somebody would bring up boundaries, and I'm a very analytical person, and I'm fine with there being like flaws in myself, so I will sit there and I will like think about everything I'm doing and try to see if I'm matching up to what I shouldn't be doing so I can like fix it or whatever. So I think about, like, boundaries, and I'm like, well, I only have three close friends, and I keep everybody else very much far away from me, so I'm good at boundaries. 
Five patches are no problem for me. Turns out, it's not the case. One of the things that, like I said, I don't understand boundaries. I've thought about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like, you're supposed to help people. You're supposed to pick up your friend if their car breaks down in the middle of the night. That's what friends do, right? Forgive me for taking my time. This is the part where it takes longer for me to process because I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so, boundaries. When Danny Silk was talking about boundaries first, he talks about priorities and how there are different people in your life who have higher priority than other people in your life. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm single, so, you know, that would be like my parents and obviously God's first and then close friends and then acquaintances and then farther and farther. So he starts talking about priorities and how he has like his God time and then he has set family time and then he has work time and then stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, well, it's needed in life. And he uses this example of boundaries. He says that a guy called him up and was like, my wife left me. I need to meet with you right now. And this happened to be a day that was, set, that was his set family time. So he thinks about it, decides that he wants to help the guy, but he's going to help the guy after he has had his family time. And I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting, I didn't see this one coming. And then he ends up calling the guy back a couple days later, and then he sets an appointment with him two weeks later, two weeks later in the month. And I'm like, this is making me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, how, how are we supposed to show people that we love them if we're not constantly trying to prove to them by fixing their problems. And you all laugh so you understand where my thinking was wrong. <laughs> and that's when I realized my thinking was wrong too. I was like, okay. So the question I had to ask myself was, at what point in time did love become about proving myself and fixing people's problems. So I want to back up to the whole walls and boundaries things for a minute. What I've realized about walls is they are set up out of fear and out of a need for control. The problem is, is walls kind of have a mind of their own and they tend to grow very, very quickly and you lose control very, very fast. Because when you find yourself being afraid of connection with someone, it's way too easy to break the connection before it even starts. And then what I realized about boundaries is that they're set up out of love. And, and you know, I kind of implied that that's what my problem was because I'm like, well... Boundaries are set up out of love, 
but that means you can't do all this stuff for people, so how does that mean you love them? And this, this topic has actually been coming up quite a bit. Someone, I don't know if it was here or wildfire or somebody, it was somewhere someone said, use the example of, when you get on an airplane, the flight attendants tell you all the safety stuff, and then they say if there is a situation where the gas masks come down, you have to put yours on first before you help anybody else. And this is when it clicked in my mind, because you cannot help somebody else if you're passed out on the ground. It doesn't really work that way. So I was like, okay, so you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. And that's kind of where boundaries are set up out of love. Because boundaries look like these are the things that I need and these are the, these are the needs that need to be filled in a close relationship. I am perfectly open to people coming in and filling these needs, and I am perfectly open to fulfilling your needs, but it has to be give and take. I am someone who is very, very willing to give and give and give and give, and I don't realize I've given too much until there's nothing else to give. And it's very easy for me to come in contact with people who take more than they give, because I do my best to make my presence in someone's life as inconvenient. I know, as convenient as possible. I almost said that wrong. So I will actually go way out of my way to make sure that no one's inconvenienced by my existence. So it's very, very difficult for me to kind of wrap my mind around the fact that maybe I need to take a step back. Maybe there's people in my life who won't go the distance I will for them. And if they're not willing to go that far, that means I do need to take a step back. Because giving yourself up a lot is kind of not fun. It's emotionally exhausting. Um, I seriously thought I was going to have a problem with time. Apparently not. (laughs) Yeah, who knew? How long have I been up here? I'm trying to think if there's anything I missed. Give me a minute. I'm not used to this whole public speaking thing. Thank you. I think I covered all the important stuff. <laughs> I can try. <laughs> Jesus, thank you for taking my nausea away. That was very nice of you. <laughs> and um, give us all the mental capacity to realize when we have walls and when we have boundaries and how to establish boundaries over walls and understanding that having needs is not a bad thing 
and it is okay to meet other people's needs as long as they're willing to meet yours as well. Amen.